Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 96. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button on the homepage, and download your Filler Up book today. It's free at CarsYeah.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today is part two of a two-part show with a very special guest who's called in all the way from the Burgundy region to France, artist Stan Rose. Stan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yeah, I'm ready to fly. All right. It's great to have you here. Stanley Rose is an internationally acclaimed artist who has succeeded in attracting the attention and emotion of automotive art collectors from around the globe. He grew up on his family farm in Dorset, a rural county in southwest England. According to Stanley, one is born an artist, and at the age of 18, he was accepted at the Stourbridge College of Art. His life has taken many turns and roadways. However, his passion for art and his paintings have been displayed in many shows around the world, including Retromobile in Paris, at Le Mans, Silverstone, Essen, Monza, and on the lawn at the Pebble Beach Concours, where I first experienced his wonderful paintings in person. How about having a little fun here? Um, I'm not sure if you've owned many cars, or maybe you have, but is there a car that was a first really special car for you? Well, when I was living in the UK, I had every type of Morris Minor 1000 that existed. That was the saloon car. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, In fact, I had two saloon cars. I had a pickup, I had a van, I had a traveler, which is the, um, the station wagon version. The one van I had was basically it had been customized. I bought it, it had been customized. It had a midget engine put into this Morris Minor, which, which is about 1250 cc. And a Morris Minor is about, a you know, normal Morris Minor is about 900 cc. I mean, we're talking small engines compared. These are not muscle cars. Yeah. But <laughs> This Morris Minor uh, with a midget engine in was a sort of British muscle car, if you like, slightly customized. It was at the time when we were thinking of moving to France and we went over to, we drove over to my wife and I drove over to the continent. We went over to France, Belgium, Holland, and we were looking for a big Dutch barge because on the continent in France, you can have a much bigger boat. Bearing in mind, I told you that we, we actually live uh, on barges in uh, canal barges in England mm -hmm. and if we were going to move to France uh, you know why not have a bigger barge so that's what we we, we spend a lot of our vacations uh, doing that trundling around we ended up in Rotterdam in Holland and we bought a barge it was a working barge so it had an empty hold it had a 1909 Cromhout engine in it single cylinder uh, two-stroke diesel engine and it was 
it had been in in that uh, in that boat since it was built, and it's totally original to the to the uh, to the uh, boat. We had to take this boat back to England, so we had to take it all the way from Holland, all the way down through the canal system to Calais, which is in the north of France, and is the shortest distance between the continent and England. So you would go from Calais to Dover on on a boat. We got the boat down to Calais. And to do that, we had to put the van, the Morris Minor van, in the hold of the boat. So, you know, it was traveling with us. Uh, we got to Calais. We set off out to sea, bearing in mind barges, they're flat bottom. They are not seagoing at all. Mm-hmm. And although it's only a 30-mile, uh, maybe 25-mile trip across to, uh, to Dover, it was still pretty scary. You know, the, this boat, boat rolled and uh, rocked and rolled all over the place. And, you know, and every time a ferry went by, because there's a big ferry system between France and, and, and the UK, the the, uh, the bow wave on the ferry would almost tip the boat over. And we were just, you know, we were scared as hell. Oh, gosh. And, it's, and this, this engine, I mean, talk about ignorance is bliss because anybody with any knowledge of sort of the moment you start throwing an engine around you know uh, and, and the fuel tanks etc all the muck and the mud gets stirred up and and the first thing that stops an engine is, is getting it full of uh, mud and uh, bits and pieces anyway the old engine it just kept going you know it was a really slow revving thing 360 rpm flat out mm-hmm. and, and uh, we got to the other side it was an almighty relief <laughs> and we had to take this barge up the Thames estuary into the heart of London, where we were going to moor up for a few weeks. I was still teaching at the time, so I, I had to get to uh, uh, the school that I was teaching in. Uh, to do that, I had to get the car out of the uh, the, the old Morris Minor out of the uh, hold of the boat. And we were right in the heart of London. Uh, to, to rent a crane just to get this boat out would have cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So we decided that we were going to do it the cheap way. Uh, just around the corner from this uh, area where we'd moored the boat up, there was a building site. And I went down to the building site, and <laughs> there was a guy operating one of these massive, great big caterpillar diggers, you know. So it, it was it was designed for digging holes in the ground. Sure. And I said to this guy, look, uh, when, when you finish work, how about trundling this monster machine down the road into the car park next to the canal where my boat is and lift my Morris Minor. He said, sure, I'll do that. No <laughs> okay. And so this is, you, you've got to, you know, imagine you're in the middle of Manhattan and there's a canal that goes into the middle of Manhattan off the Hudson River. Yeah. And the buildings are, and you can imagine, so, so this guy sets off down this London street, right in the heart of London with this ca- caterpillar. And I could see the pavement being ripped up by this caterpillar. I thought, oh my God, mm. this is, this is going to, this is going to be, a, a, you know, a nightmare. Um, anyway, he turns up next to the boat. We attach the car to the bucket of this uh this machine bearing in mind that the bucket at a certain point is all the teeth on the edge of the bucket are are vertical so we hung the uh you know the ropes off the car onto this uh these vertical teeth on the bucket and he started lifting and as the arm of this uh digger started lifting the car up the bucket started to open out and therefore the teeth were becoming more and more horizontal Uh and i'll tell you it was a this thing was going in slow motion before my eyes i could see the rope slipping off the end of the teeth over my boat and bang and this 
Morris Minor dropped from a bank. Oh, it must have been 10 meters in the air by this time, straight back down into the boat. I thought, oh my that's gosh. the end of my Morris Minor, but is it gone through the bottom of my boat? Yeah. And, <laughs> and the car was wrecked. It was just wrecked. Um, uh. So... So the guy, so the guy, uh, he, he he said uh, he said I'll get I'll, I'll have another go at it. So he, he just you know he just stuck the uh, he said, he stuck the teeth into the side of the car because it fell on the side, and he just lifted it out and stuck it on the bank, and and uh, oh it, that was the end of the car. <laughs> it was the end of the car. Uh, oh now that is. Awful. That is one of the most unique car stories I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it didn't quite finish there because uh, I'll just quickly finish the story because I don't want to bore everybody with it. But the trick was after that, I had to get it out from the car park, which was a private car park. And this was a Sunday. And so on, on the Monday morning, you know, everybody, all the office cars were going to come in. So I had to get this car out onto the street. So I thought, how in the hell am I going to do this? So I got in through the through this crunched window. I mean, the thing was practically flat, but I was able to crawl in through the window, and it started. I started the engine, and it it engaged, and I was able to move it. It just bounced sort of forward out into the street, and I was able to sort of shuffle it and park it. And in England, we have a system called the AA, so that the AA are, are sort of a, a breakdown service. They'll come in and help you. If your car breaks down, they'll come and rescue you. Mm -hmm. So I phoned the I phoned the AA and I said I've had an accident. Oh, gosh. I said you know it, in the central London, I mean it had been raining, etc. And I said, and I, I I said you know and I rolled the car and it's uh, you know I've got to take it away to to the garage and get it. So this AA truck turns up and the guy gets out of the truck and he looks at this car and he turns to me and he said, "Are you all right, sir? <laughs> because this car was just flat." Oh <laughs> yeah. And I said, "Yeah, it just flipped on the pavement and and." Uh, you know, on the walk, uh, sidewalk, and, uh, and and that was it. You know, anyway, they took the truck, uh, took the car away, and that was the end of the oh story. Oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> gosh, that was funny. That is hilarious. Thank you for sharing that wild story with us. My goodness, is there a current project that you're working on right now, Stan, that really has you excited and fired up? I'm working on several projects at the moment. They all happen to be uh, commissions. I'm I'm enjoying them. Put it that way. They're they're, they're okay. Mm -hmm. But I've got a great project which is looming. And a few years ago, I met a guy called Peter Reed. He showed a car at Pebble Beach a couple of years ago. He'd always been interested in my paintings, and he said, "I'm going to commission a painting. I, I love what you do. You know, with with uh, people and uh, horses and things like that." And he said, I'm, I'm going to commission a painting. And he said, I'm coming over to Paris in uh, October, and I'm going to be racing a car down at Le Castellet, which is the Paul Ricard circuit in the south of France. It's where they used to hold the French Formula One uh, years back. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. It's in a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. And he said, come down and uh, take some photographs of the car, and, uh, and you know, we'll start the project. So... I went down to, in fact, it was last uh, last Friday, I went down to Le Castellet. It was just a beautiful sunny day. And uh, Paul Reed, uh, sorry, Peter Reed and his brother, uh, Stephen, uh, they had uh, their two cars there that they were going to race. And it was an endurance race. Peter's car is a Ferrari 512S, mm. and Stephen's car is a 512M. Mm. And these Ferraris, they were just absolutely beautiful. And I spent 
the whole day uh, photographing his cars, uh, you know, they were being prepared on the Friday morning and then they did uh, some practice sessions in the afternoon and it was just, you know, it was just, just fabulous. And at those sort of meetings, you know, you're, you're, you're in the paddock and you can, you know, no, nobody uh, hassles you. You can walk around, you can take photographs. And because I was uh, Peter Reed's guest, uh, you know, he, he, he was able to say to his mechanics, look, you know, can, can you push the car a little bit here and a little bit there to, you know, to get the right lighting, etc." Sure. I had a great day there and it's, it's, it's going to be a great project. <laughs> but yesterday... I had an email from Peter and he said, uh, I got back, um, he said, we had a great race. He said, it was fantastic. I got, I got back to California, uh, on Monday and he said, uh, he said, but we had, we had a great race. We were, we, we, we were doing the best times. We were leading up until one hour to go. And, uh, his co-driver who was a, a professional race driver, he used to race in formula one, crashed the car with one hour to go on this endurance endurance race oh, and no. and wrote this Ferrari off. I mean, it's a wreck. Oh, I no. mean, I, I, and so he said, I'm glad you were there to take photographs of it because it's no longer in it's one piece. It's no longer. Oh, my goodness. But, but oh. That's a sad story. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I hope there was a story, of course, but I. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's terrible. Well. The well, project, the project will still be an exciting project to do, you know. Yes. For me. Oh, absolutely. Now, here's a funny question for you: If you were a car, what kind of car would Stan be, and why? Uh, what kind of car would I be? Um, yeah, that is a funny question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that question came from one of your fellow AFAS artists. Harold Cleworth. And Harold, I had a different question I used to ask here at Cars Yeah, and he said, actually, I'd like to answer this question that somebody asked me once, and I changed the question because it's very revealing for people's personalities on how they answer the question. So you can blame a fellow artist for this one. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer in a, a roundabout way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, because, uh, you know, I don't know. It is such a weird question, but I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna say that I'm a Mercedes van. Okay, and, a van. Huh. Okay. Now I, I I don't know what sort of Mercedes van uh, vans there are, but the reason I say a Mercedes van is because a Mercedes uh, is generally uh, something of quality. So I guess in my in my sort of uh, my painting life, uh, my uh, my art career, I I love quality i love quality paintings i look good. i uh i strive to do the best i can all the time so i guess that would be the mercedes quality part mm -hmm. but it's not a mercedes uh it's not a mercedes race car or anything it's a mercedes van and the van bit is because at the same time i'm totally practical and I would give a hand to anybody if they need to have something shifted from there to from A to B, then I would give them a hand or if I need stuff moving myself. So a van, I was, I was going to say a McLaren F1 <laughs> van. That would have been too extreme. A yeah. Mercedes, a, a Mercedes van would be, uh, would be about me, I guess. Very nice. I like that. That's a great answer, Stan. All right, we're up to the last lap here, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you buckled up and ready? Well, I'm buckled up. I don't know whether I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Ike, you're doing great. So here's the first one. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, 
I guess the best advice was always check that you've got a spare tire. That, my, my father always used to say, if I borrow the car, you know, check the spare, make sure it's okay. But these days, what do you do? You check the, uh, you know, the, the, the spray can with the foam in it. So yep. that, you know, <laughs> so that's what yep. I guess it still applies. You know, it's the well, same thing. I think so. Make sure you've got a spare. That's good. Especially when you have a vintage car. That's uh, absolutely yeah, true. Yeah. Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Personal habits. Um, I guess that, yeah, okay. One of my habits is that before I start a project, a painting, that is, what I do is I talk to myself about am I coming to this as and looking at it as something completely new with fresh ideas as opposed to you know just bringing a formula to the way I do things because although maybe over the time my paintings might appear formulaic they are certainly not I I like to bring you know fresh ideas and make sure I, I have to be strict with myself and say look bring your best bring bring your creativity bring your new ideas what are you thinking about this new to your painting so that's you know that's yeah. what I do I love it I love it do you have a resource that you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of maybe it's a website that you go to frequently or a blog that you get or maybe an app for your phone yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but it's got nothing to do with. It's got nothing to. You know, I I just I just press Google because uh, it. If I have to reference something, particularly cars, if I have to reference something, I mean, it's today. It's magical. Do you know, when I started out, we had we had nothing uh, in, in in the way of information. I mean, there were there were black and white magazines. Uh, there, you know, tele the telly was uh, was black and white. Every you know, it was an austere world, and now. At the, and I love technology, especially using it. I don't understand it, but I, I use it. Mm -hmm. You click Google and you can get anything you want in the world. Oh, yeah. It is fantastic. And, you know, I, I talked to a potential guest very early this morning on the phone and, and he said, well, I don't even have a computer. I think they're the biggest waste of time ever. And well, I, I just said, well, okay. But I'm thinking, my <laughs> gosh, these computers, you have the world in front of you. Anything yeah. you want to see, do, research, think about, get inspiration by, they're just magical. So you definitely yeah. – Google is a great reference. I use oh, it all the time as absolutely. well. Yeah, and and uh, YouTube. If I ever need to know how to do something, our dishwasher <laughs> yeah. broke the other day, and I looked it up, and I was able to fix it, you know, in a matter – so just – and the same with the automobiles. Fixing things on cars, you just uh, – YouTube, hey, how do I do this? And so, Absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. How about a book? Is there a book that you've recently read or maybe even one you've read in the past you enjoyed that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, again, it's it's a sad tale really because books that I've I've read in the past that I've I, I that I've enjoyed nothing to do with cars, but I've That's okay. The one thing I've got is I've got a great I love my studio. It's so comfortable. I'm surrounded and I'm I'm about to spin round and look. Mm -hmm. And I've got I've got a fabulous bookcase full of books on cars mainly, but also on painting. And I've got a book on Mercedes pre-war race cars by Chris Nixon. Hmm. It's a great book. But, you know, the sad thing is 
most of my books are just you know they're reference books um and i use them as reference but you know this book by the the on the history of mercedes uh, racing uh, pre-war racing is is great i i recommend it well i'll remind our listeners that all these references can be found at carsyeah.com slash Stanley Rose. And you can just go to his show notes page. We'll provide links to everything you can find there online and uh, enjoy this book and find it for yourself and get yourself a copy. So how about uh, hobbies outside of your passion for cars, Stan? Is there anything that you do outside of your painting and your passion for cars? Again, one of those uh, things that I guess most artists will say to you, you know, I mean, my passion is art. Um, and I, I spend um, almost, you know, all of my time in my studio and I try to, uh, I exercise every day. But my real passions outside of the car world, you know, I told you I came from a, a sporting family, is uh is basically it's soccer. Uh, if we call it football, but uh, you guys call it soccer. Yep. Oddly enough, in France, I ended up on my my uh, barge, my Dutch barge, right in the middle of France. And the nearest biggest town is 40 kilometers away, about 28, 25, 28 miles. Mm-hmm. And it's a small town of about 40,000 uh, population. It has one of the biggest and best soccer teams in Europe or it did up until two years ago and they would play teams from all over Europe uh, like Barcelona, Real Madrid, AC Milan and it was just the funniest thing that I'd ever seen coming from England all the big soccer clubs uh, come from the big cities you know London, Manchester etc it's like having the New York Giants uh, or uh, whatever in the middle of the countryside that you can just stroll down to and look at on a Saturday uh, afternoon or evening or whatever sure oh how <laughs> but fantastic it's nuts but I mean it suits me or in the case of uh, where I live up here in the northwest the Seattle Seahawks that were the, voilà. uh, okay. the Super Bowl <laughs> champions last year for uh, American yeah. football. But, uh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. fantastic. We've got a pretty big following for soccer of our local soccer team here as well. But uh, yeah. That, yeah. that's great. So, Stan, we're up to the checkered flag here. And this last question, to use a United States term, can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and this is something you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with or a bunch of tubes of paint with, and money was no object. I'm going to purchase whatever you'd like to have today. What would that vehicle be and why? It's easy. It's, uh, uh, you know, you're going to buy me, Mark, uh, very kindly, uh-huh. a, B- a Bugatti 35B. Oh. Uh. And, you know, <laughs> and as you say, it's the um, it's a collector's car uh, from my garage, uh, from my garage. The reason I'd buy that or have you buy it for me, because uh, it's, <laughs> it's beyond my means, is because it's uh, the car that I like to draw and paint the most. It's mm. my favorite car. And so I would have the opportunity to have this car in my garage that I could roll out at any time. I could stick it at any angle. I could sit there and I could draw it and I could paint it and, and, and get you know have it lit properly as opposed to having to struggle to get some guy who owns one to put it in the right position for me to be able to you know do a drawing or uh, even take a photograph of it. Sure. And uh, I probably wouldn't even drive it. You know, I'd probably be frightened to drive it, <laughs> but, but uh, I would love to own that. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful car, beautiful choice, and I love the reasoning behind it as well. That's great. Well, Stan, you've taken us on a great ride today, and I've really enjoyed talking with you and your stories, and I appreciate you calling in all the way from France. 
to be a part of Cars Yeah! today. Thank you for sharing your journey. Would you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Bugatti? Well, yeah. Um, the piece of advice, if it's if it could be called advice, uh, that I would give to anybody is to think uh, first before you even think that the notion that the grass is greener on the other side of the hill is is, is a good saying because uh, I've always said the grass is not greener on the other side of the hill. I love and I've always loved where I've been. That applies to, you know, most of the places where I've moored up my boat and, you know, and, and worked. It's, you know, you have to make the most of what you've got. You have to enjoy what you've got. You haven't got to be envious about, you know, what other people have got. You can love what other people have got, but don't be envious about it. The grass is not greener on the other side of the hill. <laughs> It's greenest right under your feet where you are today. Exactly, yeah. Wonderful. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your artwork? Okay, Mark. Uh, my website address is uh, com, And there you have, you know, what I'm going to be doing next. Uh, you have the pictures that I've painted recently and uh, possibly some that I haven't sold. Um, and, you know, you can find out that information there. Wonderful. Well, again, I'll remind our listeners, you can go to carsyeah.com slash Stanley Rose, and you can find links to everything, including Stanley's website. You can experience the wonder of his artwork. It is absolutely fantastic. I hope someday I can have one of your paintings hanging on the wall in my home because I just love your style and your approach. And it's been such a fun talk getting to know you here today. And I want to thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your world with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Mark, it was a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!